Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. A big story this week is the Environmental Protection Agency's proposed solution to the radioactive waste issue at the Westlake Landfill. Residents of the landfill North County neighborhood have worried about and complained about health hazards posed by the World War II era waste. The EPA's proposed remedy is to excavate and remove tens of thousands of tons of contaminated soil to a depth of 16 feet, then place a cap on the site. It was the middle option. It could have proposed total excavation and debris removal or merely capped the site. Joining me to talk about it are Lindsay Toller, St. Louis Public Radio's engagement reporter, Ed Smith is policy director with the Missouri Coalition for the Environment. He is on the phone because he has the flu, and Ed, I'm so appreciative you're taking time and your illness to be with us. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Hope, hope you're feeling better. To Lindsay and to Ed, I'll start with you, Lindsay. Reaction seems to be mixed so far to this uh, decision by the EPA. Very mixed. The residents that I talk to say it's very validating and encouraging for the EPA to say the waste that's at Westlake Landfill is too dangerous to leave there. We need to do some sort of excavation. That's what the residents um, and and Fire Protection District have been saying for a while. Uh, And that is not what the government has been saying for many, many years. Now, that said, the the term that gets passed around is partial removal. I've heard some people take, take exception with that term and try to call it majority removal. Um, but certainly the feeling is that th- there's hope that the government will do more, but this is a pretty good start. Ed, what's your take on it? Uh, somewhat similar. It was encouraging to see Administrator Pruitt say that a cap is not protective of human health. Uh, so if we were to follow that that logic through to its conclusion, then capping some of the radioactive waste would mean that it's still not protective of human health. And, and we as the organization at the Missouri Coalition for the Environment support full removal. Uh, Lindsay, there was a community meeting last night. What do you know about that? Yeah, uh, my colleague Eli Chen attended. Um, She said it was a pretty typical meeting. I've been to a couple of those. She said there was about 50 people there last night, which is a a good crowd for calling a meeting suddenly like that. Um, Sometimes at those meetings, uh, they they, they gather regularly, and sometimes there are new people who are total have never uh, been exposed to this issue before and are trying to learn. That's not really what last night it was about. Last night was all the folks who have been heavy hitters and, and involved in this process for a long time trying to figure out what what does this mean now? This is a, a very new chapter. And there were mixed reviews, uh, obviously, at that meeting as well. Let's hear a couple of them now. We'll start with Mike Mason. He lives in Spanish Village, uh, the closest subdivision to the landfill. He's been there for 11 years. At least we're getting somewhere a lot better than we were. But, you know, we're just hoping it's not a pipe dream and, uh, you know, it, it, it ends up, you know, not being, you know, 16 feet isn't that deep. So, you know, it's been there for... Since what the fifty or the uh, at least seventies, so how far how far in the ground has it gone? I'm sure it's gone more than sixteen feet. So I don't know. I mean, anything's better than nothing, I guess. At least people are listening to us now. Yeah, that's Mike Mason of Spanish Village reacting to the EPA decision yesterday, and there is the other side of the coin as well, as represented by Sally Kincaid. She lives in Saint Anne. I'm concerned that they're not going to do enough. We talk about thirty percent. 30% of the actual mass is going to remove 70% of the total contamination. But is that really going to be enough? Yes, that uh, there's Sally Kincaid of St. Anne responding to the EPA decision of yesterday. Ed, she brings up your point. Uh, there's still going to be some contamination down there, I, I gather. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that the St. Louis region needs to know about the just the geology and characteristics of the landfill is that the, the landfill sits in the Missouri River floodplain. It's unlined. The radioactivity is commingling with the groundwater. The, the EPA and the United States Geological Survey have confirmed that there are parts of the groundwater and the landfill that are currently being impacted by radioactivity. So removing only some of this and leaving more behind uh, is not going to be a long-term fix, in our opinion, especially because of the processing of the material that happened during the uh, Cold War. We have to remember that this started with the Manhattan Project, uh, that, the, that the processing means that some of the, the, the radium at the landfill is actually going to become more radioactive over the next 9,000 years. So that's a long time uh, for, for radioactivity to sit in an unlined landfill in the Missouri River floodplain, and that's why we support full removal. Lindsay, this uh, was presented by uh, the director of the EPA, Pruitt, yesterday as a, a uh, proposed remedy. Uh, that would indicate that it could change. Yes, it definitely could. I've had a couple people ask me, do you think this is the opening bid in a negotiation? Are we as a community supposed to push for 100 percent and we're going to meet somewhere in the yeah. middle? I don't necessarily think that that's what's going on, but uh, the, there is a, a, a federally designated process for what happens next. Next is public comment period. We know that that will start next week. The EPA gets to say how long the public comment period is going to be and what happens from there. And that is a can be a big indication to us in terms of how quickly they want to get this cleaned up. But the next thing that will happen is people will get a chance to weigh in, especially on once the waste is dug up, what, where does it go? Should it stay on site or should it go somewhere else? Uh, well, Eli Chen said yesterday that it would probably be heading out west someplace, but that would take it through a lot of populated areas, and people generally don't like to have that stuff uh, coming through. That's right. That's also how we got in this mess in the first place, is they said that we, they were going to ship it off to Colorado, and it ended up in a northwest St. Louis County landfill. Okay. What, what's your take on uh, all of that? In there real uh, yeah, uh, I would just like to point out that of all the radioactive sites currently being cleaned up in the metro area, uh, the, the Westlake landfill is the only site being addressed uh, by the EPA Superfund. Uh, the other sites, like Coldwater Creek and the St. Louis Airport, those are being cleaned up by the Army Corps of Engineers. And it's worth noting that the Army Corps of Engineers has a 100% safety record in the transportation of the radioactive material that it is cleaning up to sanctioned uh, low-level radioactive waste repositories out west. So, you know, the, the, any transportation concerns, certainly uh, the risks are legitimate, but we have a verified 100% uh, safety record with the Corps of Engineers. Let's put them in charge of cleaning up the Westlake landfill and transporting this material out of St. Louis to sites that are actually designed to contain this type of material. Lindsay, we may be putting the cart before the horse here because uh, whatever happens, it's not going to happen quickly. It's going to be some period of time before anything gets moved, if it gets moved at all. 
Certainly a best case scenario is that public comment period would, would happen and, and then we would have a final remedy and we would get started on that. And that's supposed to be a five-year plan. That is assuming that the, the companies involved don't start lawsuits. And lawsuits, of course, can cause big delays. Well, let's point out here that we invited uh, the owners of the landfill to be with us today, but they did not respond to our invitation. We do know that the option that they preferred uh, at the very outset and throughout was just put the cap on the thing and let it go at that. That was also the least expensive proposal, what, $75 million or something like that. This is going to cost $236 million if, if it happens at all. That's right. And thinking about the cap, um, state, uh, state Rep. Mark Matisson compares it to putting a lid on a colander and hoping that water doesn't flow through it. Uh, I would compare a cap to putting a bowl over an anthill. You know, it doesn't exactly fix the problem. So um, they're, they're still talking about a cover after the excavation. That's part of the excavation plus that the EPA is talking about. But uh, residents have been very um, encouraged that the EPA is saying just putting a cap over radioactive waste that's not only exposed to, to groundwater, like Ed was saying, but it's also, you know, we're in a, in a tornado plane also, and we're due for an earthquake. <laughs> it's not a good place to have radioactive waste. That's a bad one-two combination. Yeah. Ed, going back to the public comment, is there any kind of a precedent that you're aware of whereby uh, the, the public has changed uh, a proposal such as this? Um, I, uh, you know, I work for a state-based organization, and we haven't gone through a lot of Superfund comment periods. We'll look into that. Um, but, you know, I, the EPA certainly left the, the opportunity open to change. So one of the things that, that we need to ask ourselves is that the EPA's proposed remedy says we'll excavate everything up to 16 feet deep. So theoretically, the EPA is, is excavating a hot spot and they find a very radioactive area, are they literally just going to stop at 16 feet, even though they have the ability to easily excavate contaminated material? Or are they just going to abandon uh, very radioactive stuff uh, because they hit the 16-foot level? That's what this public comment period is all about. Um, certainly, we, we, we're going to push as hard as we can for full removal, but those are the types of comments that I think that the EPA will, will take seriously. Lindsay, one of the uh, one of the issues here is the fact that uh, this is being handled presently by the Trump administration, which has not been known to be friendly to I environmental issues. Certainly. Well, and then Administrator Pruitt, if you talk to environmentalists, they'll say that Administrator Pruitt being in charge of the EPA is like putting an arsonist in charge of a fire department. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not exactly he's not exactly their pick. Your thoughts on that, Ed? Well, uh, I probably disagree with about 99% of the stuff that the administrator has done during his time at the EPA. Uh, however, I will say that his agency has been uh, very uh, receptive to our concerns uh, and even have uh, released thousands of pages of draft documents uh, leading up to the proposed remedy and and, and for that, we've been thankful. Ed, do we have any sense of uh, what, whatever happens, what impact that's likely to have on that burn that's about 600 feet away, the so-called underground fire, which is not really a fire, we're told, but something very much akin to it. Yeah, uh, well, is, is any digging uh, on this Westlake site going to impact that? That's certainly a part of the concern. Um, the EPA, uh, you know, we're talking about trying to remove potentially some radioactive materials in 600 feet of a smoldering fire. Uh, so, yeah, any designs uh, will have to take that into consideration. But that's also more of uh, another reason to support full removal because 
this landfill specifically has experienced fires historically. It has an ongoing fire right now and could have future fires. So Lindsay brought up the, the seismic concern earlier, and that's completely legitimate because the landfill is in the Missouri River floodplain. It sits on what's called the alluvium. It's this fine sand and silt. Should there be a large seismic event, there's this thing that can happen called liquefaction in which this solid foundation basically turns into liquid. Uh, and we have pitched this this potential, uh, you know, uh, scenario to the EPA in which there's a large seismic event and you basically take the, the foundation of your house and turn it into liquid uh, and it's going to cause your, your house to slump. Well, that same thing will happen to the landfill. And the landfill has a significant amount of gas extraction equipment on site and there's a lot of methane that's being produced and there's flares flaring it off. So you have the potential for uh, this liquefaction to occur, it's going to compromise any cap. It can move around the radioactivity in the landfill, and then the compromising of the landfill gas infrastructure can lead to a fire. Uh, the one thing that we're not certain the EPA has done is taken into consideration, you know, what do concurrent uh, disasters look like at the site, and how would that impact the the protectiveness of whatever the proposed remedy or the final record of decision will be? And Lindsay, we we don't know this uh, exactly what would happen if that fire, that burn, should reach the radio- radioactive waste. We have no idea what would happen then. I've asked a lot of people that question. Everybody has a different answer. Um, I, I recently mm-hmm. asked a, a lawyer who – I, I recently asked a scientist who did, has um, done a lot of research on this, and he looked at me like I was the stupidest person on the planet, and he said, we know what would happen, mm-hmm. nuclear fallout. Well, that uh, is unnerving, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to say the least. Um, one question I, I, I have concerns if the excavation, regardless of what form it takes or what depth it goes to. What uh, are the health threats to the neighborhood while that's going on? I mean, there'll be some debris. There'll be stuff, fumes in the air. There'll be dust in the air. Do you have any idea, Lindsay? It, it certainly is a concern. I talked to the Pattonville Fire Protection District yesterday, and they said if, there, if we're going to do excavation, which is what the district wants, um, then we need to at least temporarily relocate the residents around the area so that, so that when it's getting dug up, they're not exposed to it. Because you're exactly right. That's the, that's the big fear. Um, and we talk about the kinds of health concerns associated with this. You know, uh, folks talk about reproductive health issues. They talk about mental health issues. I mean, there's one woman who gave uh, testimony that her infant daughter was born with dinosaur teeth, which are teeth that grow in the middle of your mouth, you know, the kind of genetic malformations that we see due to exposure to chronic low-level radioactive exposure. If they have to relocate these people even temporarily, who pays for that? That is a great question if if it even happens. Right. Ed, uh, we have to put a bottom line on this. Uh, Why don't you do that for us? Well, uh, you know, if, if people in the St. Louis region think that it's a bad idea to leave radioactive material that's going to become more radioactive for 9,000 years in an unlined landfill in the Missouri River floodplain, then they need to become uh, significantly involved in the EPA's public comment period. And, uh, you know, you can find out how to get involved at our website at moenvironment.org. I would also like to uh, plug a film that's coming out on HBO February 12th, which is going to be very timely, called Atomic Homefront. Uh, This is going to premiere around the world, and uh, there's going to be a public community screening both near the Westlake Landfill uh, hosted by Just Moms STL 
And there was going to be a public screening hosted by MCE at Four Hands Brewing Company. Uh, again, that's Monday, February 12, 2018. And you can get more of that information on our website, moenvironment.org. Well, thank you very much, Ed. Uh, this is a story that's not going to be going away for a long time, obviously. Uh, Lindsay Toller, thank you so much for being with us. Ed Smith, Policy Director of the Missouri Coalition for the Environment, thank you. Hope you're feeling better. I know this is not a pleasant thing that you're going through. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Lindsay. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.